so what if you fail? Like a lot of companies, you know, failing comes with sort of a political taint. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, you were on that project. You're listening to Let's Talk MedTech. I'm Amanda Peterson, Senior Editor at MDDI, and in the studio with me today is Adam Elsisser, CEO at Penumbra. We're going to talk about the company's paradigm-changing mechanical thrombectomy technology, how the company expects to hit a billion dollars in total revenue in 2023, and Adam's attitude toward failure and innovation. So without further ado, let's talk MedTech. This is clearly an exciting time for Penumbra. You launched Lightning Flash in January. You're getting ready to launch Lightning Bolt here at the end of the month. And you've said that you expect to reach a billion dollars or more in revenue this year. So, Adam, how do you get there? What makes you confident in that projection? 2023 and, and beyond, I think, you know, we've talked about this being a consequential year. And I, what I mean by that term, the reason I used it is, this is really the the beginning of I think the next phase of the company. So we started the company almost 20 years ago with the the initial thought of, can we remove blood clots from the arteries in your brain when you've had an acute ischemic stroke, fast enough to to matter to the patient and try to reverse you know, the devastating effects of a stroke and, and give the patient a better sh- shot at uh, as much or uh, in some cases a full recovery. We've expanded to all the vascular beds in the body, the arterial, the arteries in the, the rest of the body, the heart, the veins, and, and also the lungs. And and that, you know, has been this journey of trying to get products and devices you know, to be better and better and better. And we've gone through many, many iterations as if we've continued on that journey, because obviously if if it was easy, it would have been done long time ago. And it's right. not, it's hard. And we're now in the process of launching products that use a computer to sort of orchestrate the aspiration um, of that clot, uh, things that can be now done automated and faster than the human body or the human hand. And so we're really getting closer to our ultimate goal of being able to put a catheter at the clot, push a button, and the clot comes out. The procedure becomes very simple, sort of, you know, almost automatic. I'm sure there'll be some patients that's not true on, but like anything's never 100%. But but that's why it's consequential, because this is the year that I think we sort of we see that that reality is in our reach, you know, from for many, many years. As I said, almost 20 years, it's it's been a thought, a mission, a dream. We've been making good progress at it. But but now we're getting to the point where I think we're going to see that reality. You launched Lightning Flash in January, and that features the company's new Lightning Intelligent Aspiration Technology. You've previously said that device will fundamentally change how blood clots are removed from the body. So how is the launch going and have there been any surprises in terms of physician feedback? I I wouldn't say, you know, we had pretty high expectations for that product. Um, Mm -hmm. And and as I've said 
before it, it's meeting those ex, those high expectations. So not a lot of surprises okay. um, uh, in, in the way the product's performing. And again, as I said, just it is so fun for us and really heartening to see the the change, you know, how close we are, you know, and the faster case, you know, there's some translatable to patient outcomes and, you know, the speed of removing clot in a safe manner can, you know, it's going to make, it's going to make things better. You know, patients are going to do better. And that as, as that happens and and physicians react positively to it definitely is reinforcing, you know, the work we've been doing for so long. When you talk to some of your early adopters of this device, what are those conversations like? What are the questions or comments you hear most frequently about lightning flash? We're coming at this now with a a catheter that's sort of, you know, in effect, smaller than what some of them have been using. It's a little bigger than our last product. So if you've already been using us, you know, it's a touch bigger, but but still sort of you know, manageable, very trackable. And and then the, it really is the power. It takes out a lot of clot really quickly, but does so in a manner that that doesn't add additional sort of, you know, blood loss. And so that's always the risk. You know, if you suck out blood clot too fast or too powerfully, there is a risk of sucking out too much blood. And and the way the computer algorithms work is it really limits that to a very, very acceptable level. When you talk about the computer algorithms, is it AI powered? No, it's not AI, it's just a computer. There's software that's built in that determines the pressure differential, you know, between the catheter tip and, you know, so it tells you, are you in clot or are you not in clot? And it opens and closes the valve really quickly based on that. And the valve is what then, you know, turns on the aspiration power automatically or not. It's a smart system. You know, it's doing the thinking so that the physician literally is just moving the catheter and and letting the system work. Okay. Were there any lessons learned or technical challenges that had to be overcome during the development process for the lightning flash? There's always challenges. If it was easy, as I said, it would have been done right long, long time ago. The very fact that we're, you know, putting, you know, controlling all this through a computer is new to the field. You know, that's not been done. Most of these things have been manual. You know, you either put in a device that grabs and sort of scrapes the vessel wall as you pull it out, um, you clot out or you suck it out. And and so we sort of changed the paradigm with this. From our standpoint, you know, we started this journey, you know, five years ago or so going toward a computer orchestrated system. You know, at that time, obviously we didn't have anybody who could do the software work and sort of understand some of that. So, you know, we, you know, added in some amazing talent to our team to do that. And so there's always going to be challenges. That's what makes it sort of unique and fun. Mm-hmm. But I got to tell you, you know, I've said this forever about our R&D department. It's one of the more prolific teams in med tech. You know, I, I, I'm i going to totally misquote the number, but, you know, since we went public, 
seven or eight years ago, you know, we've launched, I don't know, 50 products or something. I, I don't quote me, you know, that's, right. I'm, I'm estimating, but, but it's just nonstop. And, and I just am super proud. You know, our team has this attitude that I think allows them to always be open to knowing what, learning what they don't know, you know, and, and not being afraid to fail and just always keeping their eye on sort of what matters. And, and I think, you know, we've valued that and, and we've rewarded that. And so it, it propagates and, and our team, R and D teams just, you know, you know, untouchable. Uh, they do try to, people try to recruit them a lot. Um, I am very proud to say we almost never lose anyone because they're pretty happy to be at a place like this that values what they do so well. Awesome. Yeah. And what you said, uh, it, it kind of, it's a little bit of a cliche, but it it's so true is the, the fail fat, you know, not being afraid to fail. You know, that's where the learning comes from. That's how things get better and improvements happen is when you find out what doesn't work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's almost, it's a little different than fail fast. It's just the fundamental idea that, so what if you fail? Like a lot of companies, you know, failing comes with sort of a political taint, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, you were on that project, you know what I mean? And yeah. and here we really don't have that. And so there's not that that sense that you want to be on the, the projects that are going to succeed, which are typically more e- easier projects. Mm-hmm. There's a different feeling. And so, it, it, you know, because we do, we don't, every everything we've worked on hasn't worked. You know, we've had plenty of ideas that we've played played with and they didn't work. And and there's nothing wrong with that. That's, you know, no one bats 100%, 100%. This has been Let's Talk MedTech. And thanks again to Adam Elsesser of Penumbra for joining us today. We've got a great lineup of guests and topics for season two of the podcast. So make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, visit us at www.mddionline.com for all your med tech news and industry insights.